It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... This camo hat is wild, by the way. This camo, this U.S. Open camo hat is just absolutely Listen, wild. Listen, I've just come back from the U.S. Open. This was the hat. Listen, here's how it works, Noah, and welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, so we're, it's very nice when we are part of the World Feed commentary team, we get just uh, a little gift bag. Uh, and you know me well enough because I think you've actually purchased souvenirs for me in the past to take advantage of your... Uh, discount that you receive, but I, I always purchase myself a hat. I always purchase myself a towel. Those are my two souvenirs that I purchased for myself. And in this year's gift bag was this wonderful camo so U.S. You Open this out yourself. 2023 hat along with a U.S. Open towel. I was like, I'm good. I'm done. No, I mean, that's great. And no money was dropped in that case. But the, the camo U.S. Open is nearly a contradiction. It's an oxymoron. Explain. I mean, this was built for somebody that lives in Tulsa, which you do. I do. I got to fit in right. with the locals. <laughs> the locals. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. I got 100 guns. How was the open? We got to spend some time together. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I really appreciated it because I needed it at the time. You needed it. it like the first week of the open for both of us was not ideal. No. <laughs> um, for our, for our own various reasons, uh, I I ended up having a non-COVID sinus infection for about four or five days. I didn't think I was going to make it. Um, to every day there was one day where, by the end of the broadcast, I I I thought I was cooked. I thought I was done for a couple of days. Before we get into like what happened, 
I don't think anybody at the U.S. Really Open knows. in general, yeah. or no, like the illness. Everybody was sick, yes. and it was different. Like uh-huh. the players had a stomach thing. You know, the broadcasting commentary. There was like there was COVID, lung and COVID going yeah. around. And like <laughs> people were masked, right? I mean, people. There some were, people were yes. masked up at the end. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it it was nerve-wracking to say the least i mean i i definitely for the it was the first time i had flashbacks to 2020 where i felt like we were going to have some sort of protocol at some point because of the fact that there were these rampant rumors of covid and and i mean i i know people who got covid i i mean obviously the McEnroe's both got covid um those those were the ones that were pretty high profile um I don't know, man. Like, I, like we in in our radio compound, we had another person, Brian Clark, who um, I'm I'm so happy he actually lost his voice two days to you know on the Friday before the finals, and he was he's such a good broadcaster. He was able to do the women's final, and I'm happy he got his voice back for that. But I mean, we we had illness and sniffles going through our our area. Different other places had the COVID. Some you know players with the I don't know, man. But it felt like with Record crowds, starting with qualifying week, fan week, yeah, you know, record crowds throughout the whole time. It's like a petri dish, man. Like, I mean, that's just yeah, it's like inevitable. I'm not. That's not. That's not USTA's fault. You know, nothing like that. I no, mean, it's no, just no. when we we talk about this. This is what we've been talking about for three years. When you have a sporting event and that many people crammed into a venue, I mean, it is that's what's going to happen. And that's what's happened for 150 years of, of athletics, yeah, right? Yeah, Except yeah. now we just have a heightened awareness about it. Yeah. And I feel like our immune systems are not probably fully there yet. So probably people not. are picking up stuff and yeah, for sure. But like, we're, we're also not, I was funny. I've just been traveling a bit and like a lot of people are not second guessing, sneezing coffee. Remember that? Like back, yes. you know, back in COVID you do it and you're like, everybody's looking, right. you know, for miles away. This is like a little bit, but I'm still looking. I'm like, I, I do too, know. man. You know, I'm like, I, <laughs> like I just don't want to be sick right now. This has nothing to do with COVID necessarily, but I just, <laughs> you're when, so high the awareness. When I got sick, like I tried to segregate myself as much as possible from everyone. Um, you know, and I felt guilty and that's why I took multiple COVID tests myself, uh, just to make sure it was, that aspect was, was rough, but, um, I don't know. Is I, I, I felt, no way. I, uh, I felt that the two champions on the, the single side were both quite deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, what it means for American tennis to have Coco win the U S open is I, I, I'm so excited for the future because of the fact that, again, a young American woman, especially a young woman of color, what that can impact here in the States, especially as it continues this legacy of the Williams sisters. Yeah, I have to go back on my tweet. I said cannot underestimate. I meant cannot overestimate (laughs) what it means for for Coco to get that. I mean, you know, we've I, I was fortunate enough to do a project with Venus right now and, and to see kind of what she's done in that world, yep. but you know, and then you have Serena and, you know, we had, we had Madison Keys and Sloan Stevens sure. and like, but you know, that was, you know, short lived in some ways. And, and I think Coco at the age, even though we think she's 28 sometimes where we remember that it was only like two months ago that she was dancing as a six year old right. in the stands at Arthur right. but you know, she's, She's 19, you know, I mean, this, this could be, uh, this could have, I'm not, I'm not bringing up the Williams sister. I don't want to put that pressure on anybody, but it, it could in the social media era 
have kind of a very similar effect. Well, that's that's the big thing is because she is so in tune with, I mean, she is a 19-year-old. Gen Zer. Gen Z, yeah, Gen ZZAA. I don't, I don't know what comes after. Um, but she she is so in tune. I mean, people were waiting for her TikTok afterwards. Um, and she delivered and she is on top of her game in that regard, on top of her game on court. Um, I, I, I'm just so impressed with her as a human being, um, her maturity. Um, I don't know what the future holds in terms of numbers of grand slams, yeah. but her impact will be massive, um, in, in terms of what she can provide, with that context of of the social media aspect, she's engaged and on top of it, uh, so intelligent about what she presents and, and intelligent about what causes she fights for. And and I think she's just an impressive human being. I mean, we had our last podcast speaking about her tennis specifically, yeah. and uh, I mean, blew away expectations. And yeah. it's not that easy to do. I mean, we're talking you know, within the year, 250, 500,000 in slam, like she did not need to have that kind of consistency, you know, to have a successful summer and year, which well, God, but, yeah, that's the thing you know, in like six yeah. weeks, it's a 500 right. and a best title, thousand best title, grand slam, best, title, like unreal. I mean, between, you know, obviously the athleticism is there. We didn't know what the conditioning would be like, you know, we didn't know what the stamina would be like. Could she make it through these two weeks being in New York, an exhausting tournament, Pressure dealing with open, all the yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, there there was a lot going on there. Uh, she, she'll never get enough credit for what she did, and that's fine. But it's amazing to see it. And yeah, I mean, just and be shout careful out, now. Shout know? out to CNN International for interviewing her real coach, Patrick Morataglu. Yesterday, that was what a absolutely insane! I actually didn't even watch the interview. I was just I didn't either. I just I, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God, it was like it was a one minute interview, which I could have like gone through. Still haven't watched it. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, this. I don't even know that much about you know, but obviously we know about this, and we know who was in the corner. And if it was anybody, you know, maybe Brad Gilbert, who you know would have said himself that he probably doesn't deserve full accolades for what Coco has done. There's a full team. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Marat I mean, was literally not the three, one. Three coaches in that, in that box and Per Ariba, <laughs> Brad Gilbert and yep. Jermir Jenkins. Like, yeah. What are you like? It, well, it, you know what? And CNN, yes, obviously at fault to not be doing due diligence, but this is, this is Patrick saying, Hey, yeah, we've spent some time together. Yes. I've worked with her at times, whatever that means, but this is not my place. There are other people on the team that Dude, deserve to have know, this. That's that's yeah. who he is. Like that's, I mean, he he posted a, he, you know, the the Patrick Morata Glue Academy. They posted their version of it of a two minute reel of him talking about Coco's development, and and that's fine because he did he has spent time with her, and I I get, I mean that, but man, that 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 <laughs> takes some real balls, yeah. uh, you know, to be that comfortable in an interview where you're saying you know, that, that it's, you're the coach. I mean, that takes some real balls to, to step there, you know, and the problem is we don't even know what's said in the interview. <laughs> meanwhile, like the whole thing with, with Simona Halep, and that is, there are so many arrows that are pointing right at Patrick right there in terms of the timeline. <laughs> oh my God. Timeline's like, not looking great. Distract, yeah. distract, distract. I mean, that's great PR strategy there, but yeah. Where do we start? We, um, US Open still. You know, going into 24. Yeah. 
thoughts on that on simona or no no we're, we're gonna leave simona okay. in a second i'm just i'm getting on the men's side of the open oh yeah um yes. okay i have a lot to discuss here novak is unquestionably in my mind he's he's just un. i i can't fathom what he's able to do time and i want to take again. this out of tennis for a second though yeah. and I, I hate doing these things but like i mean we're talking about a top five athlete of all time of course Right. No like, doubt. I mean, that is no question. I mean, you can make arguments for number one, but like this is this is easily a top five athlete of all time, like scarily, like I, not close <laughs> being being the broadcaster for that match, calling mm -hmm. the serve and volley out wide to the deuce side over and over again. The fact that we uh, myself, Sophie Amiak, we were talking about it mm -hmm. beforehand against Daniil Medvedev and the, the, the you, you come forward as a, like. That is that's the that's the tactic, right? To take away time, find drop volleys, take him out wide, and then just find a nice simple. He's just like, this is not my traditional style. This is not what I'm gonna do. But this day, because I'm gonna beat you, I'm gonna solve this problem and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna just hammer it home until you are completely flummoxed mentally and you could see it. I mean, Daniil just got worse and worse mentally as that match progressed. I mean, that second set was magical stuff like truly magical stuff and if daniel wins that tie break we have right. a like we have a dog fight because novak was struggling novak physically was at the end of it yeah uh, holy was. hell yeah but novak is just like i'm gonna beat you i'm gonna hammer this tactic home today because i know it's gonna absolutely break you and i don't think we've ever seen a neutralizer in any sport like, like we've seen you know it's just the greatest new it, you know obviously you know, you're talking about the most variables out of any sport in the world. Sure. And then you, you you create something, you create somebody that can neutralize the opponent, the surface, the wind, the temperature. And, you know, there there might be times where, you know, like he's fallen over on his face randomly. Yes. And, you know, he has his quirks like anybody else would. But, you know, what he can produce on his least comfortable day yep. is extraordinary yes like just plain extraordinary and it's annoying and <laughs> you know for the next generation we don't have that player yet i don't i don't know if we can give alcarez that title yeah yet. i, don't I, I know, get what you're saying you know what i'm saying like i just don't the one-dimensional factors are much more evident in this generation than we've ever seen and then Djokovic has, you know, gone through in a multi-dimensional state and has made it through. And then, you know, people have made fun that, yeah, I mean, this, is this an easier, as much as he's older, is this an easier time for him? You know, is he feeling more comfortable because he could take people out of their game much easier? You know, what, what is that looking yeah. like? But <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a really interesting question because I do think he has to, he's, we, we talked about it as I got to do multiple Novak matches through the, the Fortnite his his ability now to be so efficient and, and adapt and and because of the fact that he has so many so much in his skill set that allows him to beat different people on different surfaces that he can problem solve within you know if especially when he has given an extra day off to really put together a game plan him him and his team I I yeah I mean listen yeah. Carlos <laughs> Carlos's variety 
is phenomenal. Yes. And it's and again, with him being as young as he is, he's going to continue to grow and has that capability of being somebody who has that, again, diverse skill set that can cause problems for anybody on any, any different service. But Novak is the master. Novak is the one who's doing it at the nth degree for the last 10 years. I'm going to say 10 years since he's really honed that craft right. um, at that I level. The last thing I'll say about this, I, I actually think the skill set is not the issue. I actually think the skill set in this generation may be at an all-time high. Mm, yeah. I think, you know, the ball striking ability, the the hands ability, what they can do with any shot that they have is incredible. I actually, it's just mental. You know, yeah, we go sure. back to this, the attention span, everything that comes with it. It's just that you're we're so stubborn. You know, this generation is stubborn. And, you know, where Djokovic is like, I will you know, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to, yes. to win this match today where Alvarez, like, no who's still young. Yeah. But who's still young and, and could obviously switch that up, but you're seeing a little bit more of, I'm going to beat him playing the way I want to play. Yeah. You know, and yep. you're seeing that just a little too much where it did hinder him. You yep. know, there were times where you're looking at him versus Medvedev. You're like, this is exactly the ball Medvedev is looking for pace through the middle of the court, giving him all the time he needs. Well, you know, so you want to see that. Here's here's up. a good example, and and this is where I wanted to go next as well. Yes, the Shelton Djokovic match. Yes. Um, I I want to I'm going to say Can't something talk about, about the celebration again. I'm gonna <laughs> I need to say something about Ben specifically in a second. Sure. But to to your point, I mean, you, the dynamic between Ben and his dad in that match. You heard Brian Shelton saying repeatedly, strike and go forward, strike and go forward. Like if you went back and just clipped all of his audio to Ben in those coaching situations, he was just like, you're, you know, essentially what he was saying to Ben was you're not going to beat him from the baseline. You need to get, right. get out of that mentality to your point of that stubbornness. Right. And it's, it's so hard, right? Like it when is. you're in the moment to just completely adjust. And that is what makes Novak so special. And, you know, two days later, he's just like, screw it. I'm going to, this is, this is working. This serve and volley to the do side. I'm going to do it 30 times. I'm going to do it 30 times. I'm going to win 29 of them and, and completely break you down mentally. And, and that kind of just goes to show like Brian from the stands able to say, Hey, this is what's working. This is the adaptation that has to be made. For this day, and Ben Ben did like there was definitely like the wheels bit, were spinning, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't that full click over to like complete immersion in this uh, this <laughs> tactic that's going to win the day. Before you talk about Ben, yeah, I mean, I think from a player's perspective, it, it's an ego thing for sure, and and we've seen it. There's there's nothing worse, and it's uh, you know I'm not. I have not been a big tanker. Maybe it's, you know, there's a bit of mental lapse in, you know, a match or two, you know, there's a few players and, and we've all been there and, you know, one circumstance or another where you start kind of tanking in a match mm -hmm. and you're like, and it works. Yeah. 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 And you're like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You're like slapping and you're yeah, slapping yeah, yeah. or then you're like, you know, low, low slice. You're coming in after it, you yeah. know, some, and you're like, wait, that just worked. Yeah. 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 You gotta be like, I couldn't do this eight games. So like what Djokovic can attest to eventually is that yeah he's he's willing to put all those thoughts aside and feeling good and hitting the ball well and looking like an idiot potentially to see like hey this no this is what i believe yep. could beat this guy and and i think we're in the worst generation for that now where mm. we're like we want to be cool we want to hit the ball well where i always say this is the best ball striking generation we've ever seen the cleanest ball strikers the best ball striking ability out of any generation, but 
problem solving, point production. It's different. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like who is going to strike the ball the best that day. And eventually, once the Djokovic generation leaves, you know, we don't know. Will tennis evolve back to that? Or will we just have a lot of guys that are great ball striking and whoever's the best will win? So that's that's the journey that we're on right well, now. Well, let's let's say it bluntly. It, the Novak generation, it's Novak at this point. Sure. I mean, right. that's, we're, you we're know, done we've, now. Yeah. we've got a lot of very talented young players in, in that. If you include Zverev, if you include Tsitsipas on the men's side. There's a lot of talent there. But even like a Manorino, the fact that this mm. guy has found like another like gear-ish, you yeah. know, where he's like, wait, this is kind of working against these guys yeah, where yeah. I think he found, I don't know if he was playing Simone, you know, three times instead. He's like, nah, it's not working as much where, you know, that match against Tiafo for whoever watched that, yeah. that was a little dicey it at times. Extremely like dicey. Francis was not happy to be on that court. And, you know, you're playing a guy that's just, I mean, some of the most incredible hands we've ever seen. Yes. And just finding little angles on the court, finding you know. little spots. And, you know, uh, you know, we wish, you know, that Monfi can play a few more. You know, we don't know what he has left, but you're seeing still just enough openings from these guys where they're understanding that their game may be matching up really yeah. well with these young guys. I think it also goes to show why Jensen Brooksby and why Alex Mickelson, two two young Americans, they don't give a shit. They yeah. <laughs> they are there to beat you. They do not yeah. care at all about anything else. There's something it looks ugly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they, <laughs> so they don't like, care. They know already. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to beat you today. I'm gonna get dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, going to football Ray Lewis mentality. Just like I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way and, and just end you today. Um, and those those players are just filthy, dangerous, and you don't want to deal with them. I need yeah. to talk about Ben Shelton. Yes. Um, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm, I'm extraordinarily disappointed but not surprised to see the extraordinary negativity about him based on his celebrations, his joy, his passion for tennis. Um, you know, Chris Chris Eubanks, you know, had a, the big tweet thread yesterday about that one woman who basically said that Brian had been coddling his son since... Uh, Wild I mean, thread. <laughs> just, just absolutely appalling. Appalling to judge... Somebody's well, so parent, much effort went into that. I to, mean, to judge uh, someone's parenting is about as core value striking as you can get based on one comment that Brian made about you know Novak copying the celebration, stealing the celebration, and that comment. I'm not even. We're, we can just leave it aside. 
it's okay to not like players based on whatever. Nobody's sure. gonna like, you know, not everybody's gonna like Novak, not everybody's gonna like Rafa, Roger, Serena, Iga, whatever. It's it's fine. To the the maligning of Ben's character as a human being based based on his celebrations and your your own personal feelings is again disappointing but not shocking when he is in, in your person like when when you are having an interaction with him he is direct he looks you in the eye and he shakes your hand he when he sees children he will take time out to spend time with children i've seen him interact with with fans i he he loves he loves being a representative of tennis. He loves speaking and spending time with children. He was great through all of his challenger appearances. He has had a pretty crummy year with the exception of those, those bookend <laughs> grand slams. I mean, the, the, there was a lot of, there were a lot of losses in there and he still remained the same in terms of speaking to people, looking them in the eye character matters. And you can, if you are so willing to make a judgment about a human being based on one sentence, based on maybe you've seen him play twice, if you're so willing to make a judgment about a person's character that quickly, that's on you. That says more about you as a human being than the person you're actually maligning. And I, I yes, Ben is my friend. Um, I, I, listen, the last podcast in this feed is a podcast with Brian Shelton. Listen to him. Listen to his thoughts on parenting, empathy towards other human beings. That says more than two two matches or one sentence ever could. And shame on shame on you. If you are willing to malign a human being's character based on one or two interactions that you may have seen on TV, it's shameful, and that needs to stop. Okay. I'm confused because okay. what did I miss? Like, yeah, you can, like, dislike him. It got, like, spun into, I mean, besides that one thread, which I didn't yeah. fully get to go through it, but... People did don't. I, to, people, did I miss something? Like, there is <laughs> there is a there is a a switch people have of joy celebrations. It's like takes away from their own happiness. Like no, what? it's it's people think that that there's this little flip that goes to people think it's arrogance and unwarranted arrogance. And I think also, and I have to say this, I think it is harsher for for people of color. I think that judgment is much harsher for people of color and people think So he get it he did it against Tiafo. <laughs> he's done it this all level. he's done it all year. He did it at the beginning right. of the year. He did it at the challengers. Just, this is who he is. Like he needs to play with that energy and celebration and he's not looking at the person and talking shit. He is he is celebrating his own so play. Worse. Like I don't know how this got spun into it. A we need more college atmosphere without 100%. a doubt. 100%. <laughs> like shit talking is what like i love shit talking <laughs> i i loved the whole celebration thing like, I, I mean i don't want to talk about it. it was great did it after it was and great then, like, i mean somebody just did in davis cup i don't even know who just did it yeah but, yeah, yeah. yeah now now it's getting a little overboard with the third person but that's besides the point i mean this is 
like we're still, why did people think we're still in this country club era? Why do people think that was the craziest celebration? Medvedev did dead fish celebration, FIFA celebration, which was unbelievable. One of my favorite things of <laughs> all time. Agreed. Nobody really gave him shit, but like, it's just, yeah. Once people can pick up on this arrogance, once people can like hone in on that, they love. Yes. And I'm like, it's they they a, want him to they want him to lose based on his quote unquote arrogance, right? But like, yes. a it wasn't b he should be <laughs> like fuck like arrogance is not the worst thing that's ever happened to this no. world. There's, you could be arrogant and you could be friendly and you could be polite. Like that's if that's the worst attribute that you have is that yeah you send me to slam and you courted Aussie and you're a little bit arrogant. Yeah, I'm sure Ben would be the first to be like, yeah, kind of arrogant. Who cares? It's, but it's we not, all, it doesn't matter. That's the thing. It's, it's not yeah, taking it away from his character. Correct. Like, that's the you thing. Know, and that's, yeah, they're trying to tear him down as a person. I'm like, arrogant. He didn't tell somebody to fuck off, you know? Correct. Like, what are we doing here? Correct. That's, and that's <laughs> the thing. He's, he, the, the confidence, arrogance line you know, it's not like, even his celebration. I'm sorry to even interrupt. It's like he was doing it based on one of his friends that correct. ran track, track in yeah. Florida. You yes. know, like, like move on. And the fact that somebody had the audacity and time and effort to put in a thread like that and judge, judge, judge twenty years of parenting, like holy hell, what a horrible human being you are. I mean, that, I, that's, didn't, I that's, was obviously not. You know, I didn't have time to go in the pot on Sunday. Um, but I mean, here. Brian Shelton, a guy that like his son was playing the open while I was during my time off. I was at the open watch. Chris came over to Chris and Ben's doubles match. Yeah. And his father, you know, looking me in the eyes while his son's playing doubles and saying, Noah, you know, so proud of everything you've done and accomplished. And we've, you know, looked up like, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. You know, like you know, that, that he, you're not going to find a, a single person, person who say, who knows him, who will say a, a single negative thing about him. It's rough. There was a real effort that went into that threat. It's truly remarkable. But yeah, I'm ending it with this because I've seen too much in the fact that Twitter is still talking about this shit is unbelievable in a negative light. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we need only about a hundred times more of this in tennis. Agreed. I, I, the fact that somebody can look at Ben Shelton and Tiafa going at it and Ben Shelton ending with that. My cousin was like, yeah, watch Ben. That was kind of a cool celebration. Yes. Cousin used to play tennis, doesn't really anymore, but like he's back in now. He's like, I'm following Ben, you know? There is something to be said. The The celebrity list at the end of the U.S. Open was enormous. And you can't tell me that Francis, Coco, Ben. Alcaraz. Alcaraz. You know. Little bit of Chris. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give him too much credit. But, you know, like there yeah. is something to be said for this younger generation who – Again, have these celebrations, have the social media presence that we Jimmy were talking Butler about with Coco. Was literally sleeping there. I, I mean, know. these guys were like sleeping there. I saw him in the radio tennis. booth. It was weird. <laughs> sleeping bag and all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just move on, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm like my my mom's a kindergarten. She went from special to kindergarten. Big move for her mm. recently. Um, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Yep. Like you and I both, you and I both suffer from this ourselves. We are too negative at times ourselves. So hundred percent, but at least 
in our heart of hearts, we believe that we're going to end it on the other side, hoping that we've done better for the sport where you don't see that for these one-off Twitter posts that this person wanted to come out, you know, as much as people could definitely tear on me for being negative, but they can also can look at the positive and be like, okay, he's tried to help the sport in some ways. And, and obviously for you as well, these posts, you coming out, move on, move on. These are, these are players that are helping the sport grow and improve. And if it's not your old white tennis sport anymore, sorry, then you're not a part. Then yep. there's no part for you here. Simona Halep, go. <laughs> the Serena tweet was wild. That was I mean, wild. I, it, <laughs> that was, everybody was kind oh of like, my God. the people that were like Serena fans were like, oh, maybe she didn't like mean it like that. No. Oh, she 100%. <laughs> and honestly, fucking good on her. You yeah. know, like if, Obviously, I tweeted out and I got some shit for it. I, I don't know. I was stirring the pot that day. I was just like in the zone. You know, be, uh, I said like people are not ready to have that conversation. And they're not. You know, the Adderall thing came the out Adderall earlier this year. Is, yeah. Where there, there's a lot out there. And I can't speak on it because I don't have enough solidified evidence. Sure. So it would be, it wouldn't even mean anything. But yeah, I mean, things are out there ahead of science, ahead of testing, of <laughs> you know, we're, we're in this zone, you know, we're playing a sport that is extremely tough. And some of the things we see are <laughs> inhumane. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there are things out there, the Adderall situation, and you talk about the exemption list. I mean, that is in your face. Mm -hmm. That is, that is, you are looking and it's not hidden of what players are taking and yes. what's going on. Then it comes to the fact of what else is going on and who can afford to do that and, and what that means. And there is a lot of question marks there. So yes, um, you know, it seems like I don't know. I don't I don't see the rhyme or reason for why the entities, ATP, WTA, are choosing the players they choose within the Sharapova, within the Halep, because we know there's others. And I don't know. I don't know why they hone in on one. You yeah, know, that's it's always not, been well, my thought process. I, I, I don't. I don't like that. That. Oh my God! Sorry. Uh, I got to turn <laughs> off WhatsApp, or else that's going to go off because our fantasy football league. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's a targeting situation. I. I truly don't. Okay. I. I. I think there might be just you slipped. And so you truly believe that they haven't caught others because I don't. I, I, I don't, I, if you're making a strong yeah. accusation that they have caught people and it, it's not been released, yes, that's, that is, I, yeah. I cannot get on board with that. That's fine. No, no, I totally understand. This is, yeah. Spoken to other people and, and players. Um, yeah. Turn this WhatsApp off. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that I believe full heartedly. Wow. Um, you know, and, and we've seen this in other sports as well, you know, where it behooves that sport to keep a certain player and then they make a judgment call on somebody else just to kind of, you know, so you're even out are the you waters saying, a little bit. Are you saying that you know of it of at least one player who tested positive but it was not released? Um again, not enough solidified evidence that I would test in court, but there are enough things going around that yes i mean there are rumors that things have gotten out there and they have brushed under the rug in certain aspects okay yeah okay yeah that's i mean that's that's a lot 
Yeah, of course it is. I mean, but I mean, we've seen it in other sports at certain times. Uh, let's just put it this way. Is tennis the cleanest sport that's ever been played ever? No. You know, that is that what we're at? I mean, if we're making that accusation, let's go the opposite route. Yeah, no fucking way. Right. There just can't be. With how physically demanding this sport has become, bullshit. Right. Erroneous and all. I mean, we look, look, that, that Cincinnati final, that is as physical, as brutal as it gets for three sets. And it was like there was no drop-off. I mean, there were moments like that roller coaster of, of the second and third, but that yeah. level through three hours plus, nuts. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, you know that. Okay, so let's let's stick with what we do know. <laughs> Halla. Yeah. This whole situation. It was. I, I just found out it was supposed to be a, like an eight-year ban. Yeah, like they, they were they trying requested to get that. a higher. Yeah, were, but yeah. And I think they got six. To four. Yeah, six. six? And, okay. Yeah, six, and then they got down to four. Um. I don't know what this means for tennis. I don't know what it does. I don't know what it means. I, I you know, obviously we were, you know, making jokes about Marata glue and what that could possibly mean. I, the implications. The time, the, the timing all lines up with her getting involved with at the Academy, the Marata sure. glue Academy. That's, that's the thing is the timing all lines up and that's that, there's some. So, what real do you think this means there. for the sport, though? What what comes after this? Nothing. I, I, nothing. I mean, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I yeah. I don't think anything happens with the sport. I truly okay. don't. I think the bigger question, and and you and I have talked about this previously, the Adderall component. Yeah. Um, and listen, for for those who don't know, it it helps treat attention deficit disorder, ADD, um, ADHD. It helps and it gives you more focus, the ability to just kind of take all of that. You know, that noise in your Nonsense, brain and focus yeah. on the, you know, the straightforward path in front of you. I, I can tell you, and I'm sure you've had similar interactions. I have talked to players, both highly ranked and much lower ranked, who have said to me very distinctly that they have they have taken it. They have added that to their TUEs because of the fact that there is a massive difference in their ability to compete and focus on the next point. Just longer periods of time. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's yeah. Again, you know, as much as we can make accusations and the rumors that we've heard, it's, but but it's yeah, not an we, accusation. We, is, it's it's right, no, no. This is now between Halep and these TUEs. Like we know what's happening. You see it. It's there. What do we do? Is there anything we can do? Here, here's the thing. Here's and I'm saying this to you as a as a tennis player. Yeah. If if Adderall is allowed as a, a an exemption, a, a drug that's allowed with an exemption. If you are not taking it, you're at a disadvantage. Right. There are, I, I, I don't say that lightly because I think there's obviously a lot of problems that are that come along with taking a drug like Adderall, especially if that's not truly a diagnosis you should be taking that sure. drug for. And it's like a daily dose of it. You right. Know? But what, like, what does that mean? Yeah. If if you are not taking it, you you might be at a disadvantage. It's the same as the steroid era in baseball. Like everybody knew that there was just there were people who were taking drugs that helped them perform and were getting away with it. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it sucks. It's tough. I know. I saw a few comments that are like, just make everything legal and see what happens kind of thing. You know, I, I, I usually, I actually thought about that for a while and, and thought about it in that situation of just, 
yeah, no, there's no guessing. You know that anybody can take anything that they want to take. Is that, is that? Yeah, it's, I, I don't know that I have a solution because. I don't, there I, is none. There, there are people, I, I talked to one player who has had ADD since, and, and was diagnosed when he was four. Hmm. And, and he, he actually said to me, I feel, I feel guilty, but I've been taking this since I was four. I know what it, you know, as somebody who deals with this on a daily basis and dealt with it in school and the change that it made for him to get through school and become a good student and, you know, quote unquote, feel normal. Right. I, I don't want to take that away from somebody who desperately needs that to have the ability to compete. No all answer. Of that. I, I don't no know answer. what the answer is. I, I truly no don't because I also don't agree with the idea of opening the floodgates. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a <laughs> very innocent fiance and, and she's actually, she's never touched it, but I mean, between my six weeks in school and obviously she was a great student and, um, you know, between vet, between she went to Lehigh university. I yeah. mean, everybody was taking it and to get through, I mean, she's like, I, I struggled. I mean, I was putting out Red Bulls, which was like my drug of choice, yeah. but like that, I couldn't do it where these people were taking Adderall and just went through it. Yep. You know, they were going through nights without even thinking and there's, there's no answers. There's really, there's not an answer right now because you will take it away from people that, you know, need it and that actually need to survive. Actually need and yes. There, there are no answers. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless you, you put together, I mean, like this is going to be extreme, but like having a hardcore strict AF doctor was just like, I am, I no am bullshit, the, yeah. right. No bullshit. But then like, you're dependent on one person, two people. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. that's kind of yeah. yeah. even too. a committee. It's just not gonna, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. I, I, but, uh, I wish I had a solution because I don't, I don't love the idea of just complaining and whatever without, no. without, I, I just don't know what it is, but I, I do know that it feels inequitable. It, it yeah. feels like there is, there are some people who are comfortable with using it to help them perform and understandably so. And I don't there's fault a financial them. aspect to all of this as well. Yes. I hierarchy don't, with financial. Yeah. There's I, I don't fault do. people. I, I no. can't fault people. Um, it's, it's okay. confusing. Yeah. Um, we're moving on. Um, I have to talk about Davis cup. It makes me so upset. Yeah. Like for non-tennis players or maybe people that just aren't as deep into the world, like Davis cup for, myself, a lot of my peers, I mean, that was high on the list. I mean, even at times higher than the Olympics mm -hmm. to make and play and to, to be a part of, and now feels like a fucking like challenger. Yeah. Like the fact that first of all, Novak played in one, like <laughs> that's why, like, what are we doing? <laughs> go, go sleep somewhere. <laughs> but it's insane. Like the lack of authenticity, the lack of excitement, the, I, I spoke to Warinka on Twitter mm -hmm. where I thought he was trolling. And he's like, no, like they are literally paying people to be in the stands and to make noise. Um, and then you have UTS going on at the same time, which didn't look great either, but still had more people in Davis cup. Like, yeah. I mean, like it looked like a much more fun atmosphere. What, what is tennis right now? Like where well, the are the season's going? over? Remember? Season's over. Yes. Yes. The season should be over. This should be a perfect time to have a UTS. Then in what, what's the day right now? September 17th. 
two and a half weeks from now, we have the year-end tournament that's combined somewhere around the world. Perfect. And call it a day. You have two months off, then you train and you get back to Aussie because whatever the fuck is happening right now is not helping tennis in any way, shape or form. And an event that we held in such high regard is, I mean, it's garbage. I mean, it's literal, it's trash. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I will say I, I popped on for like five minutes today to check out Great Britain uh, and hmm. France, Evo versus Feast. I saw the handshake oh, at the end gosh. of that one. Like that, those are two players <laughs> who I would, I would absolutely, as somebody who gets to watch a lot of free tennis, I yeah, would pay yeah. good money to watch those two do battle every day. Um, but yeah, there, there was that passion there and it goes to show Great Britain playing at home in Manchester that kind of a crowd is, and and that reaction from Arthur Fees, you know, pissed off and the no look handshake after he lost, fantastic. And that shows again what made Davis Cup special. That moment, right? And and Davis no Cup was flawed. It was year. flawed. <laughs> it was flawed towards the sure. end. I mean, there's no question. It needed some tweaks. It did not need this. It did not need neutral sites uh, uh, thrown into the schedule like. Two days after the open, what like what? It it is also I will say I'm 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 bummed as an American that like well, Tom, then, yeah, Tommy then, and the Francis that I, I think, saw was negative negative yeah, press. You have yeah. Francis's code violation point penalty to lose the match and Paul losing, so you have Finland in the quarterfinals and like I'm like okay, so it's no publicity because yeah. there's no platform, but then it took something so shitty to happen, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like a point pa- for for any pub. So it's just like. You know, it's not on Christopher Clary, you know, to yeah. not, you know, report on that, but it's just shit. You know, yeah. it just it just seemed like a really bad ball of shit where, yeah, it's great. Finland gets two seconds of credit, but the, nobody besides that country is going to be talking about this unless they really win it. And even at that point, it's still, there's no platform. There's no platform anymore. And you have guys choosing to play UTS, you know, that are messing around and you have Monfi doing uh, returns around the posts going <laughs> Mach 40 against Rublev and where Arthur Fees is, you know, putting his heart on the line. It's like, yeah. what, what is tennis right now? You know, where are we going with this and what are we playing? Is there an Asia schedule? Oh, what's yes. happening in Asia? Oh, wait, oh, he's wait. Now we're playing in Asia again. I thought we were done with that. Yeah. It's like, what, what yeah. is happening? So yeah, it's yeah. again, too many entities. When we started this podcast in 2019, I mean, that was one of our first, Points of emphasis, just too many entities and not one distinct focus on on the growth of 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 the leagues, the growth of the money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing. When? <laughs> I actually feel okay right now, you know, despite some some personal things that we'll talk about soon. Um what there are personal things? What what happened? I don't know. Oh, just health personal uh, around yes see. yes yeah we, we don't have to get into okay. it but um <laughs> just like what did i miss <laughs> no, no 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 you know all of it it's just not public information yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. um i'm feeling the ball pretty well i'm actually i'm starting to train my body's getting there i'm excited um just to see and I, as i kind of feel myself like getting out of this comparative mode i think that's what this past year and a half has done for me is the like, adderall's really helped 
the, more, the thing is now, I can't ever take Adderall. You I know, know now like, you can't. It's now, it's impossible. <laughs> I, if it means me being 120 again versus 60, like yeah. it's just never going to happen because of you. <laughs> you no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame it. I, I don't blame anybody. Like, no, I know, but now I can't. Now I've yeah, like literally, but I, um, I, I yes. said it, I will say this, Noah, and I, you know, I'm loath to compliment you, but I, I said it to Jose Higueras, who was my partner for several nights on US Open Radio. Well. Yes. You look like you look like you're in the best shape that I've ever seen you. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean success on a tennis court, obviously, but sure. I, it just, I, I, like, again, it's me complimenting you saying, I, I can see you're putting in the work you're putting in the time right now. And you look, you look the part for you. And that's, that's a big, big step. And then what's between here, what's between the two ears, yeah. I, like, who knows? That's only for but a you lot of to that decide. correlates for me. You know, my yep. game is, has been based around that and, and just. I'm feeling the ball well right now. I'm excited. Um, you know, there there could be like a quick UTR. I might play the indoor challenger to sneak into at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now it's just how do I feel good? How do I get back into it? Um, and that's where I'm at. So we'll see. We'll see what the rest of the year tournament wise, but I'm pumped. I'm pumped just to hit some balls and move around the court and hear your voice again obviously in my um, ear whispering i wanted to just end by saying i i really appreciate all the really positive dms thoughts on on x and and instagram about about getting to call the men's final um i've been super lucky the last three years i've gotten to call one of the finals um women's final the last two years and then the men's final this year on us open radio which is an amazing product um, I had, I had, you know, parents of my daughter's friends who listened and they're just like, how do you talk so fast? I'm like, I, I don't know. It's like my brain shuts off for a little bit and I just start going, but it, it was, it's an, it's been an incredible honor to be selected as one of the broadcasters getting to do the women's final the last two years, the men's final this year. Uh, it was really, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of it, I was truly in tears. Like, it was just yeah. like, I can't believe this is this is what I wanted to do when I was a, a child, and I got I've gotten to do it each. Not to put you year. on blast, but there there was like you know you had like a come down, you had like a oh, real no, come down off the drug of the open. It's and been like hard, really. Yeah, just being home and like civilization again, you know, because you was open as a world in its own. There is, and you were deep in it. It is. I imagine it's somewhat similar to what athletes deal with when they retire, step away from the game. Yeah. Though, especially down the stretch, getting to do the Novak Shelton semifinal and then the men's final, the adrenaline rush that comes along with that and getting so pumped and like all day, you're just like, oh, oh I'm so, you know, and then coming back and I, I've said this before on the pod. I, I've said it to you all the time. My favorite thing in the world is being Marnie's dad and parenting and being engaged with my child. She's amazing. It is hard going from the adrenaline of like all this all encompassing focus of on me, selfish about like how to prepare for this broadcast, etc., to coming home and just like all of a sudden my focus is entirely directed on someone else and making sure that that person is safe and healthy and not hungry and happy, <laughs> you know, and all of these things. And it is it is hard. It is a hard yeah. switch. And I love it, and I'm happy to do it. Um, and unfortunately, the back end of the year for me, because I had to make some trades for some things uh, through the summer so I could have more time with Marnie during the summer when she's not in school, 
Uh, it's going to be busy as hell for me the next two months. I've got six challengers in eight weeks. It's a lot. I love doing it. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a lot and it's going to be hard being away from home that much. Yeah. At the same time. Uh, missing my bachelor party. That too. Yeah. It's okay. We'll put you on FaceTime. I mean, I don't want to be on Facebook. Like <laughs> I don't want I do I don't not want, it. want that. I don't want it. Well, like, don't, don't let it I'll, how about you and I just go to Atlantic City in December? Oh, it's happening for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's happening without a doubt. I want um, to go on the boardwalk and get mugged. <laughs> um, I'm excited. We got a lot of things coming up uh, behind the racket docuseries, which we'll speak more about next week. We will. Is in the process. Yeah, you don't oh, have a choice. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I have to understand fantasy football was my first year doing it and Mike forced me to do it. And now I'm having fun because I'm an addict. So we're playing this week, playing this week. Uh, you already have for 50, the pod. 53 for the points pod. for the pod. This we get to decide, pod, we'll decide next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're selling it. One person just sells it. <laughs> um, Okay. I, I feel like I had one one thing that I had to say, but it it's fine. I hope you don't. Yeah, I, yeah, it's fine. okay. Oh, yeah, I did. Shout out to Koreatown, uh, where I stayed. Um, <laughs> so much Galby. Like, I, I you told me you you were you were a little bit sketchy on the hotel. Um, I was. I didn't. Yeah. Once I you told me the location, I was like, okay, interesting. Were um, they? Yeah. It it was. Uh, I wish there were more food options that I could eat as somebody right, who is like forced yeah. to be gluten-free, not like the choice kind. And like, I wish there were more things I could eat there because everything looked like everybody was like enjoying having some dumplings <laughs> and like Korean barbecue and like all the other broadcasters were loving it. I'm like, damn it. But at least, at least Noah, there were coffee shops this year. Uh, there was a Starbucks, which I ended up going to almost every day because the other coffee shop, and I had a, a chat with Gabby Dabrowski, shout out Grand Slam champion Gabby Dabrowski. Um, we were having this conversation before the tournament. There was one coffee shop that looked like a, an artisanal local, yeah. you know, and their their coffee had something on top called a cheese foam. And I was like, peace, I'm out. You guys enjoy <laughs> your effing cheese foam. I'm going to go to Starbucks and just deal with it. Um, but shout out to Koreatown because I, I did love staying there. Well, it was good seeing you there. Yeah, and we had a good time. Yeah, I might see you very soon again. Let's, let's, I, I gave you some cool gifts. It's true. I did. It's I did. True. Yeah, I did. no, I, I Marnie was very impressed with the water bottle. Yeah, say, say Shana Tova to Marnie, who is... Jewish by association yes, at this point. We, yeah. we, we, talk, we had a long talk yesterday, actually, about Rosh Hashanah. <sighs> So sweet new year to both of you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at Noah Rubin 33 at Mike C tennis and at behind the racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you behind the racket.